0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Welcome to the Industry Born Podcast. I'm Colin Reichart, your host, and today we'll be covering almost anything related to cannabis. Awesome. Well, welcome back to the Industry Born Podcast. Today I have Matt Kirth. Is am I saying that right?
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Matt Kirth.
1: Awesome, Matt. Welcome. So um, I did go and check out your website, and, I, and we'll post that for everybody, but you're doing something a little bit different and, and unique. Uh, kind of uh, give me a, an idea of, of, of what that is and what's going on for you.
0: Yeah, well, thanks so much, Colin, Colin for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here with everybody. Um, so I'm Matt Kurth, and I founded Humble Cannabis Tours uh, in 2015, And what we do is, well, the easy way to describe it, it's like wine tours, but weed. So we uh, get customers, um, visitors from all over the country, all over the state, and then we put them in a van and then we go out to a working legal cannabis farm and we get out and we talk to the farmers and touch the plants. Um, Sometimes we visit more than one farm in one day. Uh, We really focus on education and really building connections between people, the plant and the people that produce it. Um, And that's what we're really all about. So there's some other people doing cannabis tours out there and that's awesome. Um, And a lot of people focus on consumption. It's kind of more of a party bus kind of situation, which is great. I love consumption. That's great. But the thing I'm most proud of is we go to the farms, we get our hands in the soil and we really talk to farmers and it's really um, educational. It's a lot of fun. And we, and we consume too. It's just not the focus.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, (coughs) I mean, it always ends up being some of the focus at some point anyway. Right. So <laughs> that's how it goes. Right. So, so, but you're in Humboldt. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. So we're up I'm in Humboldt.
1: Like, like that's, that's the, that's the cradle, right. The birthplace of uh, what is uh, I think the birthplace of the modern cannabis era. And uh, you know, uh, my last couple of podcasts, I mean, I'm, everybody's probably tired of hearing it, but, but the, the economic change that's happened in that area of late. And so that's what I was kind of trying to see you know, uh, I was kind of surprised to hear you say you started this in 2015, which I think was what, which is great. I mean, it, you've been doing it for quite a bit longer than I, than uh, you know, than the economic problem back then. That the, that area was booming pretty solidly from from cannabis, and um, so to know that you've had this established for a while is great. But do you, do you? Because one of the concerns is with the change, you know, the the pressures now on the area. Um, the farmers just being crushed by the, uh, you know, the economics uh, of the tax, the over taxation, the burden of the tax, and the regulation and all that crap, and then uh, and a depressed price. I mean, everybody's struggling. So um, there's been a lot of ideas about how to help the area. And um, and uh, do you feel like you know what you're doing is is helping people to understand that area? I mean, you know, the cannabis. The deep roots of the cannabis culture in that area, because it's not just smoking good weed. Because again, you know that that's the cradle. (laughs) We are all born out of that, one way or another. Everybody who's doing cannabis today illegally in this country, we owe that part of the world a a debt of gratitude. And those people, you know.
0: Yeah, thank you. I think we do owe those original, like back to the landers and all those people who fought all through the 80s and 90s, and like those people paid the price. Like they got families split up, they went to jail, they paid the price for like what we're all enjoying today. Like that didn't just happen. Like people, people got their lives destroyed for us, for us to have what we have today. And it's really important for me to show that out. And you're absolutely right. Like, uh, farmers and humble are having a really, really tough time right now. Um, for example, we've lost about 10% of our legal farmers since the beginning of the year. Like since January 1st, we've lost 10% of our legal farmers and that is just that numbers going down and down more and more increasing every day. Um, yeah. So it's we're facing like an extinction level event for small farmers. At least people are always going to grow weed here. It just yeah. like might go back to the old days, unregulated, which nobody really no, nobody really wants to go back. Um, it's not it wasn't good. I mean, it was it was OK. It worked, but there was. Yeah, problems with well, it, I mean, you know, yeah, <laughs> there's,
1: there's the good part of going back and the bad part of going back. <laughs>
0: You well, know, I think, think if we go back, we're going to get mostly the bad and not the good. We're not yeah, going to get $5,000 right. pounds anymore. We're going to no. be, it's, yeah, It's not going back doesn't mean the same, it doesn't mean going back to 1995. That, that's not what it means, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, so I do think tourism uh, can play a big part in that. Um, and that's kind of one of the reasons I started the business. So I've done recreation and tourism my whole life. I studied tourism in college and I was oh, a whitewater nice. river guide for about a decade. And I ran an aquatic center. So that's always been like the front part of my life is recreation and in the back part of my life was always weed. Um, So I've done every part of the industry a little bit. So I'm not an expert, but I've kind of done everything just a little bit. Um, And uh, I saw legalization coming and it was pretty clear that the price was gonna drop or a lot of people weren't gonna be able to get legal. So one of the very, like one of the reasons I started the company was as an opportunity to employ people who weren't able to get legal and then also to help give farmers an extra input of um, an extra revenue stream, which I think is going to be critical. So, yeah, I don't really like when I first started, so I see everything through the lens of tourism because my whole life it's all I've ever done. So when I first started the business, I really thought like the only way Humboldt's going to make it economically in the long term is with some sort of tourism. Like we need to be like France is um, what France is to wine. Um, and that has turned out to be true, <laughs> unfortunately. I mean, I wish we could just make money selling pounds, but that's just not going to cut it yeah. in the future.
1: Yeah, so I mean, but so the, the 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 economic reality is like that, the difference between what tourism will bring and and what the old uh, economic structure of, you know, like you said, $5,000 pounds, <laughs> there's a, quite a bit of disparity there for the individual. But you really feel like this is going to still burgeon and blossom into a, a larger, you know, kind of uh, uh, opportunity for the community at whole. Is that what you're getting to?
0: I mean, yeah, I think we're right now we're kind of at a, a ter- Well, Humboldt County in general, all of us, the legal cannabis industry in California is kind of at this tipping point where it yeah. could go good or it could go bad, depending on how it's all remains to be seen. So um yeah. but I think the potential for ca- tourism in, in Humboldt could be massive the economic potential and I I t- yeah. take my cue from um from the wine industry from wine tourism it's the closest okay. thing I can find that's like really similar to what I want to do you know um yeah. and so everyone says oh Humboldt should be like Napa or be like France but a lot of people don't know what that really means so for right. example in Napa one third of their total economy, all their economy is wine, but one third of their total economy is wine sales and production. Two thirds of the economy in Napa is wine tourism. So it's like Napa doesn't make money with wine. That's kind of the misnomer. Like, and then France is even more extreme. So France, they have a more diverse economy. So it's a little bit harder to pin down. But, um, of the French wine economy, one tenth is wine sales and production and nine-tenths of the French economy is wine tourism so like when people think about France they think about growing wine but that's not how France makes money yeah. they make money with wine, chateaus and wine tourism and it is one more interesting statistic so humble County we're never also we used to grow all the weed for everybody we can't anymore just because right. for lots of reasons but um yeah. so um france sells about like eight to ten percent of the wine for the world but france dominates 30 percent of the wine economy for the world so i think like tourism can also give us like an outsized economic impact for how much cannabis we actually produce so when i look at napa and if we can do it like napa or france yeah we can we can crush it but can we do that that's the question
1: Well, well that's a big challenge i mean i was talking to um had Ed Rosenthal on a uh, on a podcast the other day and we were talking about just kind of the same thing and I was saying, you know, the one of the ideas about, you know, salvaging that the, the region is is a tourism aspect. And he said, well the problem one of the problems that exists with that is the A Napa is down the road. Uh, so you've got that. And if Napa starts growing weed, then you've got wine and weed and that's gonna you know, Humboldt's gonna have to go co- yeah and, and, and there's that. And there's also Kind of the the remoteness of Humboldt, as and the remoteness of all the growers. I mean, honestly, let's be realistic. Like a big reason that we grow in that part of the world is because of the safety, right? For the time frame when it was, uh, you know, black market. So or legacy, I guess market. I don't know what we're supposed to call it. But anyway, when it was when it wasn't as as accepted, uh, and you didn't want people knowing what we were doing behind the fences. Um, but you know, so so it's a it's a really interesting question. I think you're kind of alluding a little bit to that that there's there's some significant challenges to really, you know, grow tourism in that area. And, um, you know, I mean, I, I know that things, you know, small communities can, can can thrive on 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 things like this, but Napa's is so condensed, you know, and it's like this little tiny little road to go around a circle. I go around in 30 minutes. Yeah, you know, I've seen the whole fucking thing. Um, and you're talking about <laughs> one of the most beautiful places in the country. But, dude, you might have a, a farm that's like four hours into the woods somewhere and, you know, I mean, it's it's not quite exactly as condensed as, um, you know, so it may be a difficult, difficult reach there. I don't know.
0: Yeah. So we're working on, you're right about all that stuff. So that's like, what, we have a lot of challenges. And one of the challenges is just our, well, the, the region's remoteness, which I think is less of a challenge than folks think like people, people will fly 15 hours on an airplane to go to France. So yeah. Like people will come back. So I think the region remoteness is something we can work around. We have an airport here. You can fly. No one knows, but you can fly directly into Humboldt. So you can get on a plane wherever you are and I can pick you up at the airport and we can go get weed right off right right there. I Um,
1: mean, it's beautiful. Don't get me, you know, like literally like if you're if you're somebody who loves the, the, the outdoors. And and, you know, that's one of the most picturesque and beautiful places in the whole country. That whole corridor, to me, that whole Humboldt corridor. Uh, I, I slept many nights on the road, <laughs> driving up and down when I was selling machines early. You know, uh, in my little pop tent. Uh, you know, and 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 the and the camping and the, and the redwoods and just like, ah, man, I remember. You know, when the fog hits that that you know that little valley crevice right there, and it's just it's so incredible and beautiful up there. So I mean, it's it's got a lot of appeal uh, from that perspective as well. So, and I know, and you know, honestly, I mean, you know, if you fly into, uh, uh, Santa Rosa or whatever, you know, that's not that far of a drive either. I mean, you know, you make it a day and you come up and then, and then you can spend a couple of days up there. I mean, yeah. I mean, imagine, well, you
0: know, Well, you can definitely fly like right here, you can fly into Arcata. Like we got,
1: yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: And then also, but that, but to be honest, I don't, and then also the farms are, you're right. The farms are far out in the hills because that's where we want to grow weed back in the day. Um, yeah. but I think that challenge, that's something we're working on. Uh, i think that's able to overcome too um through like maybe like cooperative tasting rooms and things like that where maybe at the end of your road where the pavement is all the farms on that road get together and have like a farm stand kind of thing so i think like maybe not every farm can have everyone visit them but i think there is ways for like almost every farm to interact with the public maybe not if it's bringing them on their farm but through like farm stands or farmers markets we have an amazing cannabis farmers market coming up on memorial day or is it Memorial wow. day in May? Um, yeah, yeah but the, the holiday in May is, we're I mean, like an outdoor cannabis farmers market where you can like walk up and buy kind of buy directly. It feels like you're buying directly from the farmer. Um, yeah. so that's coming up. So there are opportunities, but to be honest, that stuff isn't the biggest challenge in Humboldt. Like that is all able to overcome. There's lots of places in the world that are hard to get to. Um, and there's, that's like something that we can deal with. Um, the biggest challenge is the regulation challenges. So in Humboldt County, um, anybody who wants to offer tours needs a permit from the county. And I'm the only one that has one right now. And I welcome other people to get more, but I'm the only, we need more. And then conversely, we're the only, well, Mendocino just got regulations, but for a long time, we were we were the first county to get to have cannabis tourism specific regulations. So we regulate cannabis tourism here. So every farm that's going to have the public visit them, they need to get an extra amendment to their county permit, which only three farms have managed to do that. Out of like, well, originally we had like a thousand farms um, and now we have like seven or 800. Um, So, and only three have managed to do it and a lot of people want to do it. I know like at least 30 people that want to do it. So that is is the big challenge right now is those regulations. Is it a
1: cost issue or is it just a compliance issue or what's the challenge? I mean, you wouldn't think it'd be a big deal.
0: Yeah, so there's the, the regulation, they're in the Humboldt County regulation, anyone wants to check them out. But there's basically four performance standards that you have to meet, um, and some of them are difficult. So, And also the county used to interpret them differently, and they've uh, loosened up the way they interpret it through us working with them, which is good. Sure. Um, so we're all this stuff's still working on it. But one of the sure. things it says that a lot of people have a problem with is you have to be on a grade for a category four road. Um has to go all the way to your farm. So category four I mean I had to look it up. Category four is twenty feet wide with a ten foot shoulder on each side. And it can be gravel, but that's a that's a nice. No, almost no one has a road like that.
1: Yeah, no one oh. has a
0: road like yeah, that. Super hard. <laughs> no, yes.
1: Yeah, be yeah. I've been to.
0: <laughs> yeah. So that's one of the things that and the county looks at it. The reason they, they have it in there from a safety perspective. So that, what they're yeah, yeah. worried about is I, I think they're not quite correct, but they're worried about, oh, somebody has a heart attack and we've got to get an ambulance or there's a wildfire and we've got to get people out. So that's Dude, their perspective. you know, in San
1: Diego? They have these fucking buses that drive right into the water and they drive them around in the bay.
0: Give me a man, I, used to, Come on. I used to be a whitewater river guy. We used to take we used to take eight year old children down a twenty foot waterfall, and we would like hurt yeah. people constantly, like all the time. People would get hurt, and it, so yeah, so yeah, I, I think like you <laughs> meant like we can manage it's risk. We can manage risk. Like you're allowed to go skydiving. Yeah. You're allowed to like take a submarine to the bottom of the ocean. It's not like we can do like maybe there is a, a tiny extra risk to going somewhere like that, but, but that risk can be managed. Like we can have uh, maybe all the guides are CPR trained. Maybe we have a wildfire wow. place where we evacuate on the farm where we're safe. But there's a million ways to manage risk, and that's what we're working with yeah. the county. But that one's well, been think, a sticker for people.
1: Well, I'm glad you're working with them. I mean, I my problem with California and why I left, to be honest with you, is it's just they they it's oh so overregulated. The taxation is a problem, obviously, especially in this industry. I mean, it's fucking it's wow. it's, it's, it's it's kind of disgusting uh, to be honest with you. Um, the the idea that cannabis is limitless in its in its funding ability is moronic, and and to tax at the level they do is also you know it just shows you that um, they're out of touch. I just don't understand, right? And so I'm glad that you're working with them to get them to get a realistic kind of picture. But um, you know, there's nothing that'll kill commerce more than regulation. I mean, that's what it's for. Uh, from, you know, from one perspective, is that regulation is designed to limit, inhibit, or control commerce, right? You, you wanna, oh, well, put in regulation so that we're, we're not gonna have the biggest impact, blah, 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 but it just fucks people's lives up and, and creates all this issue And you just say, okay, well, you're to have to mitigate this, well, come up, give me a mitigation strategy. I mean, we do that, I know that, we, we even know, we have to deal with, like, I can't help but having to use this particular product, so I need a mitigation strategy to do that, okay. You know, I'm down, let's do it, let's figure it out. But I mean does it have to be does it have to be X? Because I mean, I'm not paving a fucking road <laughs> <to> for <laughs> five miles.
0: Yeah. Well, something like that would right cost there. millions of dollars for some people. Yeah, like, it's crazy. millions, tens of millions, yeah, they,
1: maybe at this point. Yeah,
0: they haven't yeah. been willing to work with us. So that one, that one they haven't worked with us so far on the on the category four roads. But the another one was so this one's weird, but it says in the regulations that the farms have to comply with the ADA, with the American with Disabilities Act which is weird because like everyone has to comply with it. It's a law like in Congress, yeah. but they made like a double. Public,
1: if you can have public people there, you've got to. Yeah. And anyway, I, I think, and I, but I've seen, so I know for a fact I've been in Napa many times, I know for a fact there are places that uh, are very questionably ADA compliant. You
0: know? Well, the ADA is <laughs> interesting. So the ADA, event, well, you know? yes, yeah, so the ADA is interesting. So the ADA says that you have to make things accessible unless unless it is an undue burden, which is what lawyers argue about. And that basically means it cost it costs too much for how much your business makes. So an undue burden is one way where you don't have to like, where you can comply. And another thing is if it fundamentally changes the nature of the experience. So that's like, that's why when you go to the beach, it's not paved. Or when you go rafting, it's not paved. Or when you go to Yosemite, Yosemite isn't paved.
1: Would, you know, it would fundamentally change the nature of me going home if I had to put a wheelchair ramp in front of my door. <laughs>
0: yeah. So um, so the county came a long way on that. So, what they, how they, so it says that every farm has to comply with the ADA. So that leaves a ton of room for interpretation, right, which is the problem. Yeah, so the county yeah. interpreted that as every path where any tourist is ever going to go has to be paved and four feet yeah. wide. And that's just impossible. And also a lot of the farms are on prime ag land. Like it's not legal to pave prime ag land. We don't want to pave these farms. They're they're on farmland, you know what I mean? So that at first was a big sticker, but now after working with the county for a couple of years, um, they have changed that to be one part of the garden needs to be accessible with crushed, uh, compacted decomposed granite. So that to me is reasonable. You know, we can make a short path to a spot that overlooks the garden Crush granite yeah. That that's okay that's fine you know what i mean so that's an example of like where they have been willing to move and make something that's good yeah because that's possible like we can do that we can put down gravel but we can't pave every garden path that's absurd you know
1: no no um, and, and you know and i mean to and and again it would change it changes everything about how uh, that company or that group of people is doing business and you know it's it's really interesting and i, I don't get me wrong i mean honestly like the ada compliancy thing is is great and it has such a benefit f- for our, our our compatriots and and fellow citizens who who have you know who have struggles in that regard and and so i am not dogging on that at all what i am kind of dogging on is though that the government becomes so rigid and in, in its compliance necessities that it negates commerce and negates the opportunity for people to to thrive and grow and and survive and that to me is what the biggest problem is and california is so so vastly overregulated in every aspect that you can't, <clears throat> you know, you can't, like there's so many laws that, that, step, that step on top of each other, right, so, you, you know, and then you look at cannabis laws and you're just like, oh my God, this is, it's untenable situation and then the cost and everything, it just gets to be crazy. So that's what I think is so bothersome about it and, and it's unfortunate that they don't see, they can't see it the other way, right? So you come in and you go, listen, all right, we're gonna open this up, this looks like a great op- economic opportunity we're gonna do it this way, right? We're gonna start to create regulation around this. So you're gonna have to change as we as we as we make these rules, because we're gonna make these rules to make this better for everyone, right? So here we go, let's go to work, you're gonna be representing this, let's communicate about how we can how we you know, we have a safety issue, let's let's see how we can mitigate. You know, we have this, that, the other thing. And, and instead they kinda of go the other way <laughs> where it's like, Mmm, you better put all that shit in place,
0: man. <laughs> and you're like,
1: I can't afford that crap, man.
0: And uh nice, you nice. Know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're totally right. I mean, I want I, I the ADA is important to me. Like, I have disabled people yeah. in my family. I we all might be disabled for temporarily yeah. in our life. You know what I mean? So the ADA, like, I want to make it accessible. It's also it's good for business. Like, why do I want to turn people right. away? You know? Right. Um, right. And same thing with the safety stuff. Like, yeah, I don't want all my customers to burn up in a wildfire. I don't want somebody to die from a heart attack when they could have got saved. Like, really? But <laughs> there's ways to manage those things without. And we can, we can do it all. Like, that's the point. It's yeah. like, we can yeah, yeah, be yeah, safe yeah. Um, and we can so be yeah.
1: and What's interesting is, I mean, so most people don't have this experience that you have right now. Like most people don't even understand that, the, you know, the level of work that you're doing with your governing body or with the people who are, who are do, making the rules. Right. So, um and that's what this is really the, the beauty of this country is you know that we have that opportunity at all right and 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 you're able to work with them and and i think that you know because i've talked to a couple people that are in that area and and people are trying to get reform on the taxation as well you know and and trying to get get them to understand that like you're choking out you're, you're killing the goose you know what i mean and and if you kill the goose and then then nobody's going to make it and and you're not going to you're not going to have the thriving uh kind of growth and 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 economy that we want to have so um, they, they're being receptive more so than they are in Sacramento, right? Like Sacramento is like, yeah. fucking bam, that's it. You know, you comply or you die. Um, and I actually literally, literally had a conversation is why I left California and nobody, I've never told anybody this, but I had a conversation with a, with someone who is a, a, a code enforcement on, on an issue in my company. And, um, I was like, listen, I mean, you know, there has to be some mitigating way to work around this. We have to be able to, figure this out because you're putting this I can't do this and there's like no there's no working this out and I'm like that 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 doesn't make sense to me like you can't there has to be some way because you know this is a functional situation I can't undo this you have there has to be a way to 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 figure this out you know everybody else figures it out why can't we figure this out and they they just stick like no the rule says it says this and that's it you're done you know that's it so I'm like oh fuck you then I'm gone but um you know uh, it, A lot of like people, it happens to everybody, you know, mm-hmm. and, and over in there, it seems like it's crazy. But anyway, the point is, I'm glad you're working with them. And it's good to know that they're receptive and that they're hoping to, you know, hopefully they're seeing the writing on the wall, like the cash cow that cannabis was, is not going to be that, you know, let's be real, it, the cash in cannabis isn't going to return to that area anywhere near how it was in, in the 90s. You know, it just isn't.
0: Yeah, I find I find yeah, everyone, and everyone kind of everyone knows that. Like, and like I'm talking everyone like at the grocery store, like grandmas at the farmers market know it. Like everybody knows yeah. it because it's so baked into what we do up here. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, uh, yeah. Um, so, but and I find the local politicians and regulators are pretty willing to deal with us. And for tourism specifically, like they get it. They want to see tourism happen too. Right. Uh, all of them. But the, the further away you get from here, the more resistance you run into. So, like, even, like, our state senator, our state congressman is pretty good. Even our local, like, uh, federal, like, our national congressman is pretty good. Um, but then when you start to uh, I mean, by good, I mean by uh, – they understand the issues and they want to work towards solutions, you know. But, um, yeah, the further away you get, like, all the people at the state in Sacramento, they don't know what's going on. And especially, like, with, with anything cannabis, they don't know what's going on. But really with Humboldt, they don't know what's going on. Because we are different up here, like we grow most of our weed is outdoor. Most of it's full term. Most of it's full term. It's just one one cycle, and kind of the regulations are really built more around like mixed light or greenhouses because those are the folks that kind of have more money. Um, so yeah, yeah, it's it's not good but the local folks I do find are, are, are pretty good. You know, to be honest, like I'm politically an anarchist. Like I, I don't like hierarchy. I'm like, <laughs> I, I like to rip down hierarchy. We are like, um, and I'm not a big fan of the government. Um, I've gotten in trouble with the law myself in the past. Like I don't have me and the government don't get along generally. Right. <laughs> um, but I found the local government here, the County government to be really receptive, like surprisingly, like, you know, I, mean? I thought I was going to come in and like, like, uh, I mean, you can call them and make an appointment and they'll talk to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and that is helpful and they will work towards a solution as long as it's something reasonable, but I've been really surprised and happy with the, I'm not happy with them. It it could always be better, but I was, I was pleasantly surprised by how easy it was to access and how willing they were to like work towards solutions.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's it's such a difference, right? So I moved, I moved to Las Vegas and for me, it was such a difference in just the receptivity of the, of the government and the openness, you know, and, 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 you know, let's be realistic you know uh, uh, Las Vegas said hey we're gonna be we're gonna be the cannabis tourist tour, tour tourist destination like they're like all about it like they're pushing lounges they're pushing push 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 right they're trying to say, keep separated from gambling they're trying to keep separated from alcohol they're trying to do these things but they're still trying to push this 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 idea and so we were very very warmly welcomed and we got some nice incentives to come out here and you know, it's been a completely different experience to be honest with you. And so it is nice to have uh, a friendly government, you know, or a government that's, that's at least not antithetical to your, to, to your, you know, perspective on things. And, and uh, otherwise I'm just like you, I'm like, fuck you guys. I'm not, yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't want to send you any tax money anymore. I'm over it.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, they've been, they've been all right. And they do seem to understand like the potential of cannabis tourism. Um, a lot of people yeah. do here. Like again, like and kind of whatever square people, regular people. Like they kind of get yeah. it. Like it's not a stretch. Like I thought of it. I, I mean, I had I, I thought about cannabis tourism. But I'm not the only one. If anyone who's been up here is like, this would be yeah. dope to bring my friends up here. I mean, it's not a stretch to to think yeah. about cannabis tourism in Humble. It's a beautiful place, anyways. We do a lot of tourism, anyways. We have yeah. this amazing story. We have all. This. It's not. It's not a stretch. You don't have to be super creative to think that. Cannabis tourism in Humboldt could like be a good idea. It's not.
1: No, it's executing great, is the it's hard a great part. Great idea. The, the, you know, the, really, the question is, um, you know, how's it all going to balance, right? How's how's the how's the how's the cannabis uh, uh, community going to balance? How are they going to flush out? Is what kind of consolidation is going to happen? Is it going to go away? Um, you know, and that's one of the things I think that you know the pessimists will say. You know, like it's you know it's it's just going to die and and. Some pretty popular people and well-known people think that, and I'm just like, I, I don't want to think that way because I'm attached to the area emotionally in, in in some respect. You know, I mean, I drove that road, the 101, a fucking thousand times. I, I, uh, I you know, I've been on many many uh, excursions up through that area. I've, I've, I've uh, my my dad lived in Lake County for a while, and <clears throat> so I, I, you know, I'm very familiar. And, and I'm I mean, aside from growing up there and, and living there. Which i never uh, unfortunately was ever able to do you know it's one of my favorite places in the country and so i think i think about that and i go well you know what what is it you know that we can do and so i my, my thoughts are about keeping it going whatever that is and of course it's going to change but i love the idea of the tourism thing and and again, you know, what's interesting, I think you made a very salient point when you said that, you know, the, the percentage of revenue off of tourism is so much higher in those areas. I was unaware of that, and I appreciate that information because I think, you know, uh, it, that's that's that is really like when I go to Napa. My wife and I love it. We go to Napa all the time because we just enjoy it. It's a part of, you know you're you're around a lot of people. You go to the you know it's it's chaos and crazy and it's all touristy bullshit and you know it. But it's part you enjoy that. You know there's something to that that experience that that makes it worthwhile. It's like some people like to go to Disneyland. I don't I fucking hate Disneyland. But you know what I mean <laughs> like you know <laughs> I would go and go on a on a cannabis tour in Humboldt just to fucking experience it because I mean when you see like what people did, like just the history. I mean, it's kind of like the Bonnie and Clyde thing. You know, we look at all these old gangsters and all this shit, we're like we're fascinated. But this is modern time, like, uh, uh, no, I don't want to use the word gangster. I don't want it to be too negative. But I mean, it's modern times, like like massive, in- people putting in massive amounts of energy to keep a culture or a product development in cannabis that was at not legal uh, hidden. And and the amount of energy that's put into that, and the creativity that was put into that, is pretty astounding. And I think that's worth seeing and worth preserving. For crying out loud, I mean, it's you know, it's it's a throwback to prohibition of, of alcohol. You know, I mean, we we had that gangster kind of stuff from then. But but in this regard, it's it's still a prohibition moment, and that's the seat of change. I, I don't know. I think it's cool. I don't know. Whatever.
0: Yeah. I mean, no, I, I totally the agree. It won't
1: be black and white. There'll be color. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> when I agree, and we also have like we have, we still we're still like okay. So, a lot of people do worry about like what's going to happen in humble. Are we going to get wiped out? Are we going to re- remain relevant ten years from now? And I, again, I think we're kind of on the teeter totter. Like, it, yeah. not we, maybe maybe we will get wiped out, and well, no one will talk about humble twenty years from now. Or people will talk about like a history thing, like oh, humble used to be whatever. You know what I mean? But I yeah. really, I don't know. I'm, well, generally, I'm a pessimist in life. I'm a pessimist, but with <laughs> cannabis in humble, I, I don't know. For some reason, I feel like relatively optimistic, and I nice. think like the way the way it could the, the best way it could work out is like um, like like with tourism. Like you don't you don't need to grow all the weed. And I think well, okay, let me back up. So I think the cannabis industry is going to like differentiate, and there's going to be a lot of different parts of it. Like somebody's gonna grow just for distillate, like Columbia probably is gonna grow just a bunch of distillate. They're gonna be pumping out tanker ships full of distillate or whatever. And then there's gonna be other places that are like growing indoor. Maybe they have like sustainable uh, electricity nearby that makes that make sense. And then other places are gonna be producing what are like concentrates. And I think like it's gonna become like splintered. And one of those splinters is gonna be like small craft production, like small batch wine or small batch cheese or small batch beer. And that never like dominates the market. But those people live really healthy, happy lives. Like, yeah. I don't think yeah. like, I mean,
1: they, they like live comfortable.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like the small cheese makers of the world produce like I'm making this up, but they produce a tiny percentage of all the cheese in the world. But those people yeah. like live pretty comfortable lives. You know, they're independent. They have farms. And I think like that is the future for Humboldt. Not that we're going to like dominate the industry. We're not going to be selling everybody's weed. We're not not like everyone's going to be asking. Like, everyone's going to want Humboldt weed. But I think we're going to be like maybe France or Nepal. Like, France, like I say, they only sell – 10% Ten percent of the wine for the whole world, but everybody knows France, and everyone goes to France, yeah. and they and they and they multiply that by ten, and France is a really good, strong economy. People live really comfortable, good, independent lives in France, and that doesn't take France having to grow ninety percent of the wine for the whole world. You know who does that? Lodi. Right. Like, and I don't want to be Lodi. You know what I mean? Like, and that's yeah. fine. Lodi, somebody's going to be the Lodi of wheat. It's going to be Salinas or whatever. You know what I mean? Or somewhere else. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. but that and yeah, I think that's sure. fine. Salinas can have. You guys can have 60 percent of the market you guys can have 90 percent of the market all we really need is like five to ten percent of the market and a robust like tourism economy along with it and i think like no one's going to be billionaires but i think we can continue to like live our lives and contribute to the cannabis culture in a relevant way um yeah i think yeah. it's possible
1: yeah i think that's i mean i think that's a, a realistic kind of a perspective of it and i i mean I, I of course we don't know what the future holds obviously but um you know I hope it's I hope that's that's the case I hope that we're able to see it uh, you know blossom into something that's valuable and and new and kind of different and and honestly I mean like I said I, I couldn't imagine a better place to go visit to be honest with you um, you know if you're gonna go visit especially if you're gonna go on a, like a cannabis a- a- adventure I mean you know you want to go downtown Las Vegas and go to a bunch of dispensaries or you want to go to fucking Humboldt County and see the nature <laughs> No, I mean it's beautiful up there. So I don't know. Uh, to each his own, obviously, and and, and um, you know some of these indoor operations are really awesome, and I and I've seen some pretty killer stuff. I've, I've been in some of the biggest in the in the world, and and uh, and and it, it always amazes me. It's always kind of new and exciting and, and and stuff. But this that's a whole different thing. It's a totally different thing. Like you know to see a craft farm. Which is no different than a you know a, a farm that raises sheep or goats or whatever. You just don't have that experience very often because you know we live in these bubbles in these cities and stuff. But you know to go out to a farm and see animals and see cannabis being grown with other crop, and you're like, oh, you know it's a plant, huh?
0: And they don't really compete, you know, like um, the small cheese grower at your farmer's market, like they're not really a competitor with craft. I don't think they worry. I don't think craft right. worries about the small guys. I don't think small guys worry about craft they kind of exist yeah. they're both making cheese yeah. but they're they live in separate worlds and i think like humble our, our my hope for humble is it will kind of be like that like yeah we don't care what whatever cookies is doing they're doing their thing they're making money we're making money too it's like there's a the, yeah. the pie is big enough for everybody um it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a, woo-hoo-er, a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait! Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. prohibited by loss. See terms and conditions. Eighteen plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
0: Now Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
0: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is. It's just,
1: you know, uh, I think what happened, I think, too, I mean, it's interesting uh, kind of segue into part of the um, the, the the change is uh, you know, um, and and we're and see I'm I'm in a weird spot in it because we're manufacturing and we're pushing the, the the boundaries on automation and equipment to produce more 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 and help people be more competitive blah 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 you know that's our mantra mantras like you need to you you got to automate in order to survive you know and then you've got to automate in order to thrive and that you know so we're pushing the people who are getting bigger 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 and, but. Our roots are not there, <laughs> you know. Uh, so it's it's an interesting kind of thing. You know, you get caught in that spot. and You're like, well, you know, but I have customers that are both, right? I still have customers who who are, and that's why we designed our equipment the way we did because we have customers who are like, you know, I'm never gonna hand, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna machine trim, and they they see it and they go, oh, well, I I I can get, I can do that. We'll do that because that's that just looks like hand trim, you know, and that, that kind of attention to detail, right? So that's the kind of thing that comes out of that craftiness, right? And you're right, I mean, these big guys, they don't care. And 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 uh, and the little guys shouldn't care about those big guys either. Because honestly, you know, like you said, if, I, if I'm gonna eat a craft single, I'm gonna eat a craft single, but uh, you know, I'm gonna throw it in my pie hole and move on. But if I'm gonna, <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go get a nice piece of cheese, man. <laughs> you going to spend a little bit more on it, but I'm gonna enjoy that with some nice crackers and, and maybe a glass of wine, right? Yeah. Uh, and so uh, it's a different experience and it's always gonna be that way. I mean, beer's the same way. I don't know if you're a beer fan, but I mean, yeah. beer, beer, the renaissance of beer was astounding to me. Like I, I, I grew that. That's like in my, in my prime, right? Like thirties and forties and, and, uh, and even now is still booming, but I love beer. Beer's fucking amazing. Yeah.
0: Um, like, I don't think like, uh, North coast brewery worries about like yeah. Budweiser. Like, Budweiser. Like, don't, I don't think they even worry about each other really. I don't, yeah. I don't think, you know what I mean? No. And I, I think, think so like that's, that's the key is like people, it's yeah. like, man, people always ask, oh, you worried about, uh, they're always talking about like Seagram's or like uh, yeah. Marlboro coming in, which I was like, man, I'm, I don't, those people aren't even in my world. Like yeah. I don't think about them. I think about them as much as I think about, I don't know, man, Mexico invading the United States. It's like not a thing yeah. I think about. It's just like, like, list. I'm just not worried sure. about Marlboro or Seagram's because <laughs> they have a different product. Like Seagram's can't yeah, do what uh, we do. Like yeah. Seagram's can do what they do. And it's great. Like yeah. whatever, man. Seagram's is fine. Like, again, like I, I like Bud Light. I like Bud. I like I like Coors Light, and I like North Coast Brewery. I like there's yeah. there's room for all. of Like Coors Light has a place. You know what I mean? Like I, I love Coors Light on a hot day next it to the does. river. It's, it's
1: it's not a place I like to visit, but that doesn't. <laughs> yeah, but it's I think there's, enough, like, there's a different conversation.
0: Yeah, <laughs> there's enough space. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's it, enough. There is man, it's, and and,
1: and I think that's one of the things too. I think it's so interesting is is to watch the the growth and the change. Right, the struggle is always where people die. Not by die. I mean where where the economy changes it's where people uh, you know it's where you're on the leading edge of it right and, and that's where humboldt is right now i think you know a couple of years ago we saw that that economic crash in, in oregon that was interesting to watch that and, and to see what kind of came out of that uh, i don't think it'll be the same results um that you see uh, in humboldt humboldt's gonna have to do a little bit different thing um but you know because oregon is like kind of prone to the much larger grow area right and and they had you know there's a lot of illegal shit going on up there right now. We don't want to talk about that. But uh, anyway, uh, which is funny. Now that it's legal, it's still illegal. But anyway, uh, the point is, you know, whatever Humboldt has to do, man, they're going to do. Because people are resilient, right? They don't want to give it up, right? Some people are going to give it up. So they're going to be like, fuck it, I'm done. You know, it's too much work. It's too much hassle. I, I'm, I'm going broke. I'm doing all this. I don't love this that much, um, you know. And, and so there will be people that go, but there's people like you who are going, wait, I see opportunity. I see opportunity here. There's a chance. Let's change something. Let's do something different Let's see if we can, you know, let's see if we can create this. And and that's the beauty of this country. And, and, and um, I mean, that's the human spirit. But, I mean, it's also the beauty of this country. There's a lot of freedom here uh, to be able to kind of pursue those kind of things. And, and hopefully, you know, the government doesn't choke you out before you start. And then, <laughs> and then you actually get an opportunity to, to have a little fun and make a little money and have a good life. I mean. You know it's not about being rich it's about it's about living a good life yeah. you know uh, well that's
0: the other thing about humble like i think like you know we may not as a community i don't know if we have the same goals as other people like we don't yeah i don't think i don't know if, i don't know a lot of people here that want to make billions of dollars you know what i mean or millions yeah. even you know what i mean like most yeah. of the people i know in the industry they want to pay off their property they want to have a college fund for their kids they want to yeah. go on vacation three or four times a year they want to have a car that's uh five years old. You know what I mean? It works. You know what I mean? They want to eat quality food. They want to have a nice yeah. glass of wine. I
1: think that's a tie-in, too. So, to, so to, I mean, this is one of the things I loved about when I go to Napa, you know, is the, the, the food culture, right? That That's a tie-in, too. I mean, you know, and I know that that culture exists in, in, in Humboldt as well. You know, it's more of the, well, what, when I grew up, it would have been the hippie culture, right? The the back-to-the-earth culture, the organic co-op culture, the organic farm culture, that, that whole thing, which... Which we have so much veganism and 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 uh, um, you know and kind of awareness now throughout the whole country, you would imagine that that would be a mecca for for you know bringing people like that, like come see how you know cannabis is grown on the land, incorporated with a farm, and you know you have your animals and you have your you know and that's I, I don't know I would see that that's a big big part of the allure of the of the area because it's, it's it's how the people it's not not how everybody lives obviously. But it is generally speaking, you know, culturally how you guys, you know, how Humboldt operates. You know, it's more, it's definitely more organic focused and more, uh, 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 you know, earth and environment focused and and that kind of thing. So I, it should have the appeal.
0: Well, that's the kind of thing that like is kind of one of the secrets of my tour is like, uh, you know, the cannabis is kind of like the hook, and then um, but what really what people really love and what I get a lot of feedback is they just love learning about Humboldt and like the hit, yeah. like how Humboldt became Humboldt the back oh, yeah. of the land movement camp in the eighties, how we fought We fought the government and won like, well, not me, but like the people <laughs> like, there's not many groups of people that fought the federal government. And then won. it's like, yeah, <laughs> like, the Taliban and the Viet Cong. Like, there's not many people yeah. that fought us. In, like, you know what I mean? Like, you don't really win when you go up against the government. Usually, you know what I mean. But we did. No, 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 not like, generally won, speaking. You know, especially like,
1: here on the home turf, man. They're,
0: yeah, their home field. Yeah. Look at the Black Panthers. Like, most people get crushed. You know what I mean? Like, look at the yeah. Occupy movement. You know. Um yeah. So, and there, and it was not a, no. There was no. There, there wasn't there was no cost. Like, there was lives that got shattered and destroyed in that yeah. war. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, there's not many people like that. And and also just. Like uh, sustainability, self sufficiency, uh, yeah. growing your own food, doing things yourself—all that's all getting coming back around again in popularity. And like, as frankly, the world gets less and less stable, that's stuff everyone's realizing how important. Yeah. Like. Maybe right, I should right. learn how to grow. Tom- Maybe it's nice to learn how to grow tomatoes. Maybe I, I'm curious how you get eggs from a chicken. Like more and more people are starting to get curious about that for lots of different yeah. reasons. But um, that is kind of like that's really the thing people love about humble is really learn about that stuff.
1: Did you just say people are curious for a lot of different reasons about chickens? Is that what you said?
0: They are. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I grew up in that hippie kind of idealism with my family. And so um, yeah. It doesn't, you know, you're born or you're brought up one way. It doesn't leave you. Um, uh, yeah. you know, and so to, uh, and my wife is so funny. She's like, uh, I want a goat. like, fuck. Okay. Let's get a goat, man. I'm down. I, you know, I need some grass first cause I'm living in the desert. So if I get some grass, I can have a goat, keep the grass down. Yeah. You know, <laughs> then we're good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like the thing about cannabis tours and it's really cool. Like one of the things I, I've done tours my whole life. Um, That's all I think about, really. But the cool thing about cannabis tours is cannabis. The best thing about cannabis is cannabis makes everything better. So it can, it's cannabis tours is all about cannabis and whatever. You know what I mean? Cannabis and food, cannabis and surfing, cannabis and redwoods, cannabis and fishing, cannabis and massages. You can add cannabis to almost anything and make it better. And that's kind of the cool thing about cannabis tours almost anything can be cannabis tourism if you just incorporate cannabis into it. That's the cool thing.
1: Yeah, well I mean, yeah, and, and and it doesn't leave you in the same spot as like uh, you know, uh, alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spot, yeah. Right? Like you go to me, beers you're not going surfing, man.
0: <laughs> no, 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 it's hard. Yeah, yeah, well, you exactly. Shouldn't be. Yeah.
1: You probably yeah. do, but you shouldn't be. I'm just saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. We've had good. like I've had um more than two thousand guests so far come like a really? lot of people have come that's yeah, from, great and from all continents I, except antarctica i'm waiting for somebody from antarctica but i've had people you come wait from there's
1: like only five people down there man it's, it's gonna it's hard. Be, wait it maybe a little bit longer <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah people come from all over i also get a lot so a lot, a lot of people are like tourists but i get a lot of business people that come out too they kind of want to really? see like how we do things in humble um and a lot of them kind of want to ask a lot of people in the Canada they're getting into the cannabis industry are wary of people trying to sell them BS. And they should be, because there's a lot of people trying to sell BS. So they kind of want (laughs) to just talk to a farmer and like ask questions and stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, come on, like, okay. So without, without humble, we wouldn't have the knowledge that we have now. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not all developed there, but it was a seed of knowledge. Like it's, it's, it's generational, uh, uh, generational knowledge. Right. So there's so much, and breeding and of the plant and 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 understanding of the plant and the changing in the plant, you know, all that was kind of coming from there. So you can't you can't take that out like you can't just oh cannabis, you know. I remember, I and I tell this story. Everybody's fucking heard this story. But I, when I went to, first went to Colorado and I saw the first big indoor grows, and I was like, oh wow. And they hadn't put up rooms for drying, right? And they hadn't th- you know so it's like you know like oh, wow, we dry on top of the grow room. It's like a little three foot crawl space. I'm like you. Crawl up in there and yeah. hang it yeah. okay. good for you. Uh, but you know, <clears throat> but that's the thing. Like you know, that's the thing that, that that you get when you don't have the full knowledge, right? When you go after something, and, and I've seen it over and over and over again where people go after, uh, you know, growing, right? So they, they, their focus is oh, I'm going to grow, and this is the number of lights, this is my canopy, this is the volume, da 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 da. And what they miss is ah, to support this, I need,
0: right? That's or where secondary. are you going to sell it? That's my question. It's like, great. You're going to grow a thousand acres of weed. Like, where is we going to go? Like, what are you going to yeah. do with this week? It's not worth anything. Like, do what... you have
1: any idea? How... <laughs> I had a guy when, when hemp came on, I was getting these calls from these guys like, oh yeah, I need to process. I'm, I'm doing, you know, doing a hundred acres of hemp. I'm like, do you have, you have any idea? I mean, you're talking to me and you want to do this in three months. I said, do you have any idea? This is a, we should have started 18 months ago, you know? We should have started this conversation 18 months ago. We could have started planning this out. I said, "Do you have a foundation? Do you have a building? What do you have? Do you have anything? I mean, because I can make you a machine, but I can't do it in three months. You know, we can do whatever you need to be needs to be done. But where where are you at in your thought process? Like, you just grew a thousand acres. You uh, you just fucking threw it in the ground and planted it. Do you have any idea how to get it out of the ground? I mean, what are you going to do with the next? You know. And that was what the crash. You know, I don't know if you're. It, it's what two years ago when.
0: Yeah, no, I remember. Fucking,
1: exploded and and imploded and all these people lost all this fucking money it was like dude you you guys just didn't really you know i know that everybody thinks that coca-cola is going to buy cbd and it's going to be in every product in the world but that takes time (laughs) coca-cola doesn't just go hey here squirt some cbd in their coke you know they have scientists and studies. They're not putting anything in there until they fucking know. <laughs> They're not doing, you know, not yeah. taking a chance of poisoning 30%, mm-hmm. uh, uh, 30% of the population of the world, you know. <laughs> They're just not going to fucking do it. Uh, so, you know, so there's this time frame, but everybody thought, oh, bam, they just went after it, and they kind of fucking went crazy, and they didn't have any planning or foresight. But I see this in cannabis all the time as well. That's what I was getting to. People are getting better now. <clears throat> but they don't know. And the reason they don't know is cause he didn't do it before and nobody on their team really did it. And that's what the value of going to back to the, bring this all back. Yeah, The reason that that's valuable to talk to a farmer is it's like, Hey, yeah, you got a barn for that shit.
0: And it is basic. And, and some of it it's just that basic a lot of it is that basic, but also yeah. like a lot like these people aren't getting that information anywhere else. They're getting somebody trying to be like selling shit. So like they don't, they're on, they don't trust anybody. So like when they can talk to a farmer, and they know has yeah. been doing it for a long time. They know that person isn't trying to sell money. they don't, they have, they have no, that farmer's got no skin in the game. You know what I mean? That's super valuable. Just to be like, oh, what am I missing? Like, here's my plan. Is there any holes in it? Like, and that kind of, especially in the very beginning, when you're building that foundation of a business for the other farmers, it's wildly valuable. Cause you're right. The farmer can be like, have you thought about growing? Because it generally takes the same amount of, if you're going to dry all of it at once, it takes the same amount of space as it did to grow it. So <laughs> If you've got 10 acres of weed, you better have 10 (laughs) acres of of a warehouse, or you better stagger your harvest, or you better have more than one harvest a year or you better something but like, if you're planning on drying it but like, and I think it's it's really is really valuable to just like really start at those basics because people do jump ahead and they're thinking lights and pounds and, and how do I trim it? It's like, whoa, 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 let's like, Start at the very beginning here, which sounds yeah, like you're very yeah. good at with people. Which and that, that provides a lot of value, like because people get ahead yeah. of themselves and they spend a, they waste. I'm telling the I'm telling the guy who knows, but people spend so much money before they even know what they're spending money on, and it's yeah. really valuable no, to it, start. It's, it's,
1: it's so true, and it's such a young industry, so the blueprint isn't published in a place that you would expect it to be. You know, you can find that information, but you have to be willing to look. And then you have to really, you know, you have to stop thinking about. it. it we're uh, as, as, uh, you know, human beings are optimists in, in 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 their planning, right? We're always optimistic, like, oh, I'm gonna make a billion, oh, I'm gonna do a gajillion, oh, I can do this, I can do that, you know. There's this dream thing, and and then that, that and most people don't go beyond the dream because the the steps into reality are so difficult to make. And then some people do make that step into reality, and then <clears throat> they realize that. They didn't plan it out enough, so they missed those, 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 those opportunities. And those who become successful are the people who, who learn how to do the planning portion and learn how to stick to it and still be malleable and change and move with the tides, right? And then, and it's, so it's this, this whole growth process. You just, don't, you just don't throw a fucking bunch of money at it and become successful. Money's very, very, very valuable and very, very helpful. But it doesn't solve the problem if you didn't build the fucking room <laughs> to dry your plants. <laughs> it doesn't solve it. You, gotta, you still gotta go do that. And you know, and if you start at, when you're harvesting, you know, you're you know, it takes months and months to pull permits and all this shit. It's like people just don't have that. So I mean, oh, I don't know. You know, I, no. I think I think that there's opportunity absolutely, and I think it's, it's great that people are going back up there and talking to the people you know who know because there's there's so much value in that community that that could be could be extracted
0: well like the um, thing i find that people are a lot really uh, the business people that visit are really impressed with is like the simplicity of it like they go to a farm and they're like okay where's the combine like no no this is it like there's it's just the plants and like <laughs> there's a hoop house maybe you know what i mean and that <laughs> I'm, and I'm those kind of line. lessons are wildly valuable too like man maybe i don't need like all this, maybe I don't need a massive stainless steel structure. Maybe I can just throw something up with two by fours or whatever, stuff yeah. like that. You know what I mean?
1: And a piece of sheet of plastic. Yeah. Shit still grows. <laughs> yeah.
0: It goes great. Fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But
1: yeah, well, I think that's always been what's funny too is, is uh, and I know part of this is, I mean, listen, we, we're just going to go talk about whatever. It doesn't matter. But part of this is too, is that we push so hard to get legal. We push this, this medical thing and what a fucking nightmare that is. Um, And, and I don't mean that like, that there's any issue with cannabis as a medicine, I don't have a problem with that, and 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 all that. that that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is I'm talking about jumping into the most regulated, difficult fucking environment you could possibly do, and you're gonna take a fucking plant and you're gonna make it medical.
0: Yeah, we should have we should have made it a supplement. We should have kept it a supplement. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just insanity, man. You know what I mean? Because he got these companies that they're, they're spending billions of dollars on fucking shit to make to make a plant uh, medical, and it's just like it's just you can't. You know, it's a square peg, round hole. You're not fucking doing it. Don't worry about yeah, it.
0: Yeah. Or st- or st- there's a lot of states that like kind of um, like they're they're so stuck on the medical part of it that like they want the weed to be like sterile. I mean, that was the yeah. part in California. It's like you can't have any 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 mold. It's like man, the mold is you need it on the plant like it, the mold yeah, like kind, kills. Of, kind of part of the deal Yeah, like i can spray i can have a little bit of mold or i can spray with a bunch of chemicals to keep the bugs away like yeah. what do you guys want like nobody yeah. wants sterile weed but yeah yeah no good, i mean sterility on
1: anything that you consume is probably not a good plan i mean you yeah. know you don't even want to drink sterile water to be honest no 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 you want to make sure it's got something in it dude yeah <laughs> otherwise we get weak
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, nobody shit. likes distilled water oh yeah.
1: my god and it's so true though but i mean there's this concept like i said like you know you go to when you start talking about when you start talking about medicine and, and medical i <clears throat> pharmacology that's the conversation that's where you go yeah. and you cannot take a a, a plant that um <clears throat> uh you know all the different environmental impact uh, uh things affect it and change the the chemical structure or the uh the chemical expression of the plant throughout its growth so if you're not doing everything exactly the same it's not going to be exactly the same and then you're not going to have the exactly the same amount in the exactly the same amount so you can't you know so you're just like this this is not even fucking possible so dosing becomes a, a, a you know a different conversation so that medical side is is that medical side i'm not talking about medicine mm-hmm. the medicine side the traditional healing side is different i'm talking about the medical type. Tri- Pharmacology, pharmaceutical side of things. When you're talking about that, plants don't fit. That's just not how it works. That's an extracted process through some chemical kind of reduction. You know what I mean? So that's what that's that. And, and so you can. You know, I think I. I don't know. I just laugh when people think no, like, no. I want the sterile plant.
0: You know, right. To right. Well, yeah. now like now I'm hearing a lot of my guests are having the conversation about like federally legalizing and this and that, and that's a whole freaking can of worms like people do not understand how complicated that is and how many ways it could go bad um like yeah weed should be legal but like there's a, many ways to go bad with it and a lot of people come to me and they're like oh yeah they're gonna reschedule it they're gonna take it from schedule one to two or three or four and i'm watching i feel like no that's bad dude you don't want weed to be scheduled for aspirin is scheduled for you can't grow aspirin in your backyard you know what i mean like <laughs> it's not it needs to be taken out of the scheduling it needs to be uns yes. like, like alcohol and and tobacco and supplements or whatever you know what i mean but yeah, it's an yeah. interesting question, though, because like, because of that medical thing, people are trying to force it into that like cl- that that DEA class system, and it just doesn't fit. Like, it's not a class four. It should be. It should be like alcohol, tobacco, or supplements, you know. But it is such a nuanced conversation. Um, we need so much more education with that because people, like that general public out there that just like smokes weed, is ready to legalize at 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 the top of the hat under any circumstances. And I think a lot of people don't realize like how it like. Not all legalization federally is good. Like, there's a good way, and there's yeah. a couple of good ways, and like hundreds of bad ways, in my opinion. Um, so, that's one thing oh, I, I, I love mean, talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're so
1: right. It, it, you're so right because you're talking about that. We're talking about, again, that, that regulation issue, and that's where people who don't know dick about diddly doo goes, you know, swilling it around and trying to figure out how to manage something they have no clue about. And, um, you know, I, I, I during this conversation with Ed, he was like, you know, it's, criminal that in california with the level of legality that we have some people in california are in 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 counties where it's illegal to grow a plant in your backyard that's asinine you know it's a fucking plant it i get you know i get the the brewing brewing stuff like I i get stuff like that where you know there's there's some 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 skill and stuff like that or some potential danger maybe involved in it but i i don't get the plant issue like if you're it's one way or the other, man. You can't go, oh, okay. We're gonna fucking criminalize the little guys, you know? Just it's bullshit. And and this is what you're talking about. What's gonna happen? Exactly what's gonna happen if the federal government doesn't do this the right way? And 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 I don't think they're going to because honestly, I think the big money's t- gonna push them not to. The lobbyists are gonna get it done the way they want it. <clears throat> An example of this, and it's kind of a weird example, but it, I don't know if you remember when when we were talking about ethanol and corn, like all this corn, they're like, oh, you can't turn corn in, in, into, uh, into, into fuel, it's food. Like, no, we do this already. That's how you make feed. You take corn, you ferment it, you pull the alcohol out and then you feed it to the animals because you can't feed it in its natural state because it killed the fucking animals. It's <laughs> not how it works. So, ugh, you know, we do this already. It's just waste, right? So anyway, but this is how the federal government and lobbyists work. They get in and they fucking monkey fuck the deal because the people who sit at the top don't understand shit about it. And then that's what I'm, I'm totally with you, man. Like, deschedule it. That's what you do. You deschedule it and you let the states make the rules. Now, the states will get it wrong. That's okay. But at least you're going to let, you know, at least you're going to give it an opportunity. If you let the federal government come out of the chute with guidelines around it, we're fucked, man. I just, I just, you know, and like you said, you, you, you change it to schedule two, schedule three, schedule four, and all of a sudden that list of rules is going to be all over your ass. And you're going to be like, whoa, wait a minute. We can't. What,
0: you know? I always tell know, people you, like, you, if if we just schedule put four, everybody
1: out of business like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm always telling people if we just schedule four, it's like aspirin or ibuprofen. And how many people do you know that make their own I- I- aspirin, ibuprofen? How many, how much ibuprofen can you buy at the farmer's market? How, like, how what's, what? How many local? <laughs> I, mean, I grow artisanal? the best, bro. Yeah, exactly. I grow like,
1: the best ibuprofen.
0: <laughs> it doesn't work. It, it, it destroys everything we've built for the last 25 years. Like, it's all gone if it goes schedule four. You know what I mean? Um, but the scary part yeah. to me isn't like, I think you're right, like the, like the lobbyists and the big corporations, they're going to do what they do. They, that's what they do. But the scary thing to me is like the general public is so um, uninformed that they will let them. And that is a big problem is like everyone I talked to was like, yay, federal legalization is happening next week. I can't wait. It's like it's already done for them. So like the re- regular people aren't tuned in enough to like give the input that they need to like maybe try to battle back those lobbyists and stuff like that like i think anything that any any, any announcement of legalization like the general public's going to clap their hands and they're going to stop thinking about it immediately um which is a big problem so i'm always trying to get the word out man like the general weed smoking public needs to like educate themselves about federal legalization and what what they think should happen because what they think should happen and what will actually happen or there's a gulf in the difference between them
1: well, it's always it's always so much more complex, you know, and I mean, you're you're obviously paying enough attention, but most people don't. And I think it's so unfortunate, you know, and there's there's really smart people that don't, you know, and, and I think that that's, you know, and then you get off the cuff comments from people. And, and, and again, you know, you're like, you don't have any idea what you're talking about. You know, what I mean, <laughs> you, you really should take a step back and, and fucking study what you're talking about, because we could find ourselves in a really bad situation. Um, and it would be to the detriment of us, of uh, people, you know, uh, not to the detriment of money or business. Because the, 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 it's never going to become, go to a place that isn't going to benefit somebody who has a lot of money. That's how it works. So what we want to make sure is that when it does happen, we can keep, we can keep the guys that, that are on the ground level uh, involved. Otherwise, I mean, they're going to take it away from you. That's what they're going to do with it. I mean, they, they effectively took alcohol away from us, um, <clears throat> you know, it, with the, you know. So, I mean, you, you, uh, one of the kids that used to work for me made the best moonshine. Fucking unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. Like, they, they were just really good at their job, and they made a really great moonshine. I was not a moonshine guy, but that was something special, you know. And, uh, but that's a family craft recipe. I don't know how many fucking generations that is, but That's illegal. You know? <laughs> like what? You know? Uh, so um <clears throat> hello. We're in the same spot here, man. And you could find, you know, the guy who you know, that guy who, who 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 has three or four generations in Humboldt County could be finding himself in a fucking pickle because he can no longer back in the black you know, in the in the black market. Only there there won't be a market for it, right? You'll be stuck in in the illegality of it, but you won't have an outlet for it. You won't it won't be worth it. So it could be bad, man. I know that.
0: <clears throat> yeah, I think we're, we're very much at a tipping point. A Humboldt County, I think we've always been like a, a magnification or a microcosm of the larger cannabis thing. And I feel like we're at a tipping point. Also, California is at a tipping point. Also, federally, we're at a tipping point. Maybe even internationally, we're at a tipping point. But I feel like we are very much teetering, all of us, right now. And it could go, it really could go either way. So I think it's a critical time for people to help push it the way it needs. They, 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 they want it to go. You know what I mean? Like, I think individuals right now have more influence about the cannabis industry than ever in the history of humanity. Like people out there listening to this podcast have more influence than they've ever had ever um, because yeah. we're at that teetering point. So little differences can make big differences in, in the future. Can. So I really encourage know, people like get involved. Like if you haven't been for involved, sure. involved before, get involved now. Like or even if that's just educate yourself. Yeah. Get
1: educated too. You know, don't just be a consumer. You know, um, you know. And it's funny. I mean, because we we have a relationship with some of the big brands, and and you know, we like the big brands. They're good, they're great people too, and they're doing their thing. But um, you know, the way that they the way they market and the way they push they push the consumer, uh, you know, it's a very different kind of consumption oriented focus on the marketing, um, and and their consumer is. Then um, left without a significant portion of knowledge, which is normal. I mean, this is normal. Like most people who drink Coors Light don't know shit about beer, mm-hmm. right? They just don't know. And not even know that there's anything else out there. They just drink beer because they want to drink beer. Um, and <clears throat> But, you know, there is more, and there, there is more value. And, and I think, you know, just with all the knowledge that's out there and the availability of information, I mean, educate yourself. Uh, don't vote with your fucking ideology around your party lines, man listen to the people who are up there doing their thing and, talk, and see where they're coming from. Because, you know, I'm not opposed... You know, guys who say, all oh, cannabis, 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 I'm not necessarily voting for that guy because he's saying cannabis. I mean, that's what they did when they fucking got Biden in office. That's the most anti-cannabis guy we've had in a long time. I hate to tell you, that's a that, that administration is a pharmaceutical fucking big business administration. They don't have... And then when they figure out, and when they do cannabis, it ain't for you. Yep. <laughs> I can guarantee you that, right? But that promise like, oh, we're going to vote for this guy, this, don't stop, man. Think about it, learn about it, see what's really going on with it because we're always better in, in a deregulated state at, versus a regulated state. Um, and then we can create rules around that state to, 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 to kind of hedge in the problem areas, right? You, you don't want to go the other way because then the little guys, the, the opportunity for the people like us, to, to, goes away, and then and then you're gonna you're gonna lose all of this. I mean, not that the big business gives a fuck; they don't. But the 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 point is, we do, and we're the ones who vote. Yeah. So vote, vote 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 you know vote intelligently, or get involved with with you know with people who do know and and, and learn learn what you need to learn and and support you know.
0: Support and I'll add if you don't are, uh, if you don't have the time to educate yourself or learn more about it, stay the fuck out of it shut your mouth yeah, stay out of it you if you go. don't know what you're yeah, talking about shut the fuck up like if you don't yeah, know what don't scheduling involved, means yeah. don't talk about scheduling if you've never looked in the federal right. legalization don't give people your fucking opinion on it you know what i mean like yeah. if if, if you, please learn about it and then talk to our friends about it yeah. but if you don't know what you're talking about shut the fuck up like we've got enough people yeah. not knowing I, I mean i hear like, that. I, we <laughs> have these
1: conversations i have conversations like this with people all the time <laughs> no like, oh, yeah well when the federal government leave, you know deschedules it or whatever i'm like dude stop
0: (laughs) you're doing harm like it's more than it's not neutral it's like yeah
1: (laughs) i don't even have an opinion about it right now (laughs) honestly you know i don't know what that's going to happen what's going to happen when that happens and how it's going to be and neither do you and 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 you don't know like your ideas are are, are irrelevant because you're listening to the fucking to, to, uh, somebody else's opinion, you know, yeah, they're reading the study. wall
0: street journal and getting their weed information from there or something. It's yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> so I, I really do encourage like, get, no, go out there, educate yourself. But if you don't, if you're not educated about it, like just shut stay up. out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just stay out of it. Yeah.
1: No, don't get involved in it. Yeah, It's very true. Yeah. Wow, man. Look, we, we, uh, we cruised through a lot of stuff today, man. I really appreciate it. Um, I think you're doing a great thing, man, and I think that that's a great opportunity. And you know, and regardless of what happens ultimately out of Humboldt, I mean, obviously we're go- it's going through changes, but it's not going to disappear. Like it's not going to get erased. I-, I don't, I don't honestly believe that there will never, you know, no weed will be grown in Humboldt. That's ridiculous as well. But um, during the transition, man, uh, good luck to you. Good luck to your company. Hopefully, I- and I mean this in all sincerity, hopefully you'll get some competition because competition breeds excitement a good competition especially um you know and and get some more people involved and for everybody who's listened if you've got an opportunity you need to go to Humboldt and check out Humboldt because it's the birthplace of this thing and uh just for the just for that fact alone say you've been there and then uh you know hook up and get a tour and get to actually meet people who who who, who did the hard work that we're all benefiting from as what I would say
0: yeah, and also like a lot of those like, especially when we do those trips for like business people, one of the things like I'm really most excited about is those people leave with like phone numbers of people who live in Humboldt that they can call and ask questions to. So we can really really want to be a resource for other people. Um we want we want to help other people grow weed. We don't want to grow all the weed. We want to help other people grow weed too. And everyone should grow at home too. That's my last little thing. Like if you can if you can grow weed at home, you should. Everyone who grows weed it should. At home should, and then you should give it away for free. Like, that's the best thing to do with weed is give it away to your friends, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you're growing it, yeah, you know what I mean? That's, I don't know. It was so funny. I, it was so, I knew this thing was fucked when, when San Diego's regulations came in, and then they went out, came in, went out, came in, went out. And the guys that waited all the way through all the changes were the guys that were the, the, the delivery dispensaries. Because they weren't fucking with those guys. I'm like, that's how it's always fucking been. Yeah. You called a guy. He delivers the weed. This is not new.
0: Yeah. been doing this shit forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys, fuck. Uh, yeah, but definitely welcome anyone to come visit. We're just kind of starting our season now. So we just started our farm tours. Um, the best time to visit is September, the end of September, probably. That's like harvest time yeah. for the big outdoor. Uh, there's a lot of yeah. fun events going on. Uh, my website lists a bunch of events. Also, anybody that just wants to talk, like, ask questions about visiting Humble, um, like yeah. not weed questions. Let me know. Or anyone who wants to talk about tourism in general, like if you have a farm and you're thinking about tourism out That's there great. in the world, or if you live in a state and you are anybody, anybody I, I'm, I'll talk, I kind of talk to anybody. So anybody that wants to talk tourism, feel free to give me a call or shoot me an email.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, I yeah love we're gonna talk
1: po- po- so we're gonna post all your stuff up for people to reach out, but they can reach out and just just bullshit if they want to.
0: Yeah, if I don't want That's to talk great. to you, I'll, I'll 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 excuse myself. But yeah, I, I, <laughs> no, I, I generally I, I like to talk to anybody. I like to talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah,
1: me too. I don't mind. That. I like to hear myself talk. That's how. Yeah. I <laughs> Listen, man, that was great. I real Matt, I really appreciate it. Best of luck. Um, it was great to have you on. We'll do this. Maybe do this again. Uh, I definitely think um, I'm up for a visit up there. For uh, we were up this last September. Actually, um, we started a uh, uh, kind of a you know a throwback tour uh in our in our bus and cruise around um and, and uh just to go back and see the home, right? And uh that's what kind of got me on the kick of like what the fuck's going on in Humboldt and I was gotten blown away because you know, you lose focus, I'm not there all the time and then to come back up and just see what you know, the economic impact it was kind of crazy. Anyway, all that aside, um definitely I'll take you up on it if we get the opportunity. To come Please out. do come visit.
0: Um, yeah, we'd love to get you on tour.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for everything, man. Thanks for the, for the conversation. Um Anything else? Uh, Marco will cut this, all the rest of this out. But anything else that comes up, if you if you if uh, if you have any concern about anything that was said or whatever, you can you can uh, you know we, we cut it out. I don't think we talk about anything that wasn't worth talking I'm about. We find everything. <laughs> <yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll get all your contact information and uh, push you out on social. Um, and if you uh, if you have any uh, uh, anything else you want to add or whatever, just let us know.
0: No, I'll do the same thing. That was great. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I, I'm, happy, I'm happy with everything I said. Definitely both of you guys can visit if you're ever in the area. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for the great conversation. This, this is really yeah. nice. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, man, it was a pleasure, man. All right, all right, yeah. Take care. Later on. Thanks you guys Have a great day. Yeah.
1: Thank you all for joining this week's podcast. You can check us out at greenbros.com and all the socials at Greenbros.